welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? In this episode, we'll learn about stress and its effect on our sleep and breathing, why the numbers 4, 7, and 8 may become your new favorites, and you'll hear what recently made me laugh so hard I was crying. (laughs) For real. This is episode 67. Here we go. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in this week. I also want to take a moment and thank many of you who have written reviews or left a rating for me on iTunes. That is so helpful. If you don't know how to do that, I left a permanent highlight on my Instagram account so you can see the process in case you aren't sure how to do it. Really briefly though, all you have to do is search for Sunday Afternoon Mama on Apple Podcasts and tap on the artwork, the logo, and then just scroll down to leave a rating and review. And you can just simply tap how many stars, hopefully five, (laughs) that you'd want to give me and then write a short review. Honestly, the whole thing takes less than five minutes and it is a huge gift to me as a podcaster because it helps other moms find this podcast and it tells Apple and everyone else that this is a good podcast worth listening to. So that would be super awesome if you can take a few moments this week and do that if you haven't already. Well, today we're getting super tactical in talking about our breath and ways to relax and rest, especially when we are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. This whole month, the theme has been about rest. And as we often discuss on this podcast, a lot is working against us as mamas who are trying to create a calm atmosphere in our homes. There's just stress coming from a lot of places. There's noise and technology and our kids' behavior can be stressful in dealing with self-imposed pressure, comparison, distractions, and these can be any kind of distractions like digital distractions, physical clutter, other people's priorities can even distract us. Family tension, difficult relationships at work, and friendship drama. The state of the world can also be stressful to think about. Poverty, war, sex trafficking, natural disasters, political turmoil, and immorality. There's so much. I'm exhausted even reading this list, but these stressors are real and they assault us all day long. So how do we how do we stand strong with our head held high and a smile on our faces? How do we drift into peaceful slumber at night when so much is happening? Well, as I chatted with my friend Christina on episode 64, the practical logistics of our bedroom and our bedtime routine are incredibly important. Creating a spa-like oasis with pleasant smells, soft lighting, a supportive mattress, and comfortable sheets is really helpful. And then crafting a wind-down routine that includes elements like a hot bath, stretching, cup of tea, a good book, a funny show, or a face mask also aids the getting-to-bed process. For me, I have to make it as appealing as possible because my tendency is to stay up late, as I've shared before, which then ruins my early morning the next day. Remember the sobering example I shared earlier last month about the power of sleep from the seven pillars of health? I'm going to quickly recap it for you in case you missed that episode because it's so good and it establishes why we need to be able to breathe and relax into a good night's sleep, okay? So Dr. Colbert said, what if Walt Disney World stayed open all night or let people in at 3 a.m. cutting short the repair time? The park would eventually be unsafe, unsanitary, and unappealing. It would end up a rundown shadow of itself, careening toward financial disaster and worse, causing injuries or deaths on rides that were not maintained properly. Lack of sleep is just as disastrous for you as an individual. A good night's sleep is free. A bad night's sleep is costly because it takes a toll on your health. 
And so he was talking in that book about wonderful, nourishing, restorative rest and sleep is so vital to us as human beings. Remember, sleep regulates the release of important hormones. It can slow down the aging process, boost our immune system, improve brain function, and reduce cortisol levels, stress. But what do we do when the stress is working against us in getting a good night's sleep? That's what we're going to kind of tackle today. And we know that sleep is so important and rest is so good for our bodies and our minds. I talked with my guest, Sarah Clark, on episode 60 too about how we are renewed and refreshed when we sleep and feed our bodies well and pay attention to our stressors. We start with knowing the stressors, identifying them, and then making proactive strategies to handle them. And sleep is one of the most important foundational habits we can establish, yet so many of us are not getting adequate sleep and rest. What are we to do? Well, I'm here to encourage you and help because I think articulating the problem is important before we start just randomly trying to grab at solutions. A powerful strategy for achieving rest and rejuvenating sleep is to work on our breathing, and that's what we'll explore today. Breath is life. From the beginning of time, God breathed into humankind and gave us life. What a gift. Our breath sustains us. I love the song by All Sons and Daughters, which says, It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. I used to teach choir and singing, and one of the most important things a good singer can do is work on their breath control. Breathing from your diaphragm rather than up high in your chest is the best way to do it. We would do vocal warm-ups and breathing exercises every day in my choir classes to train ourselves to have excellent breath control. Doing these warm-ups always reminded me of the power of the breath. When stressed, nervous, or upset, our breath often becomes shallow. Have you noticed that? We take breaths that are not deep and do not flood our brains with the oxygen that we need. The Smithsonian Magazine said, when we are stressed, the respiratory system is immediately affected. We tend to breathe harder and more quickly in an effort to distribute oxygen-rich blood around our body. Although this is not an issue for most of us, it could be a problem for people with asthma who may feel short of breath and struggle to take in enough oxygen. It can also cause quick and shallow breathing where minimal air is taken in, which can lead to hyperventilation. This is more likely if someone's prone to anxiety and panic attacks. And earlier in the article, they talk about just the effect of stress in general on our system. It's so rough because it can cause hyperarousal, which means we have difficulty falling or staying asleep and experience these restless nights, which in turn impairs our concentration and attention and learning and memory, all all of which are so important as moms and just as people. And so if we're not breathing right, if we're stressed and it's hard for us to even get a good breath, and then when it comes time to going to sleep, we're just struggling because we're just, our mind is racing. This could be become a real problem. I think many of us struggle with managing stress, which in turn can lead to anxiety and sleep troubles. Us mamas are busy. We are responsible for so much. And if we aren't able to release tension and stress, we will have trouble breathing and therefore relaxing enough to have a restorative night's sleep. I struggle with getting a good night's sleep just as much as the next person. I mean, Often I'm exhausted by 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, but if I'm not paying attention to the signals my body's trying to give me, I can stay up too late because I'm distracting myself, let's say, even with like something pretty innocent like a good book or just a fun TV show, something that's not a big deal, but in in the end it, it damages my sleep. Or I can let my mind go and I'm worrying too much about this or that and I'm not slowing down my breath. I'm not focusing on winding down well to go to sleep. So the distractions and the worry are two big things that hinder my ability to get a good night's sleep. I don't know about you. Do you feel good in the mornings? Do you think you get enough sleep? 
When you lay down to fall asleep at night, does your mind race or are you at peace? Are you tense? How is your body feeling? If you have any sort of stress or tension, even that's coming to mind right now, it's going to be harder to achieve that good night's sleep. Or as my son says, a glid sleep. <laughs> a glid sleep in the bed, <laughs> he says, each night. So let's talk tactically about how to breathe when you feel stressed. This is especially helpful at night, right before bedtime. I'll link this great article from Life in the show notes. They were encouraging a couple of steps and I'm just gonna share them here. First, slow your breath. Notice if you're taking fast, shallow breaths and change the pattern. So I'm even gonna demonstrate this real quick when you're like, you know, like that, instead of, I don't know if you could hear that breath. <laughs> it was a lot slower and deeper. The next idea is to try the 478 breathing technique. The article from Life says to relieve your anxious mind, sit up in bed with your back straight and press the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth right behind your front teeth. Maintaining that position, close your mouth and inhale through your nose for four counts. Hold that breath for seven counts and then exhale through your mouth around your tongue for eight counts. Repeat this pattern until you have completed four full breaths. So four, seven, eight. I love that idea. You can also try alternate nostril breathing. I've done this. It sounds really goofy, but it's actually quite effective. And the article described it this way. While mouth breathing subconsciously tells the brain that the body is stressed, breathing through the nose sends signals of relaxation and homeostasis. When performing this breathing exercise at night before bed, start with the right nostril. Sit in a comfortable position, your back straight, close off the left with your right ring finger and inhale and then close the right nostril with the right thumb to exhale. Close your eyes and just try to relax and think about the breath. I think that's so interesting, right? Another idea is to count only exhalations. So you're breathing, but you're only counting when your breath comes out. So do this slowly and count up to five exhalations, then start over. This will help your mind and body relax and let go of any tightness you may be carrying around in your muscles. The last idea that I find very helpful is to do some simple stretches before bed, maybe about half an hour before you are heading to bed. One of those stretches that I love, especially for my back, is the supine twist. And so you lay flat on your back and your knees are up and your arms are out like a T. And then you let your legs slowly go to the left and touch the ground so you, they're bent and you go all the way to the left and let your knees touch the ground. And then you slowly come up with your legs and go to the right. And that really helps me to unwind. And if I focus on the breath of just you know, letting my air come out and not just as, as much as my mind might want to wander, just really focusing on breathing and where I feel tight. And it really helps to relax those muscles, which in turn is going to help me have a better night's sleep. Another stretch I love before bed is just grabbing the foam roller and just um, rolling on my back up and down, up and down my spine. And then the other stretch for my back that's wonderful is to lay on the roller all the way down, like the length of my body on the roller and stretch my arms out again to a T and just lay there and let it really open up my shoulders because we all carry so much tension in our shoulders and neck often. And that stretch really, really alleviates a lot of that pain for me. The last activity you could do to help calm your mind and body before bed is just to lay on the ground flat and put your right hand on your belly and just focus on the breath and watch your belly rise and fall and do that deep diaphragmatic breathing. That's what we did in, in choir and singing. If you've ever done music like that where you're with a group or you're singing, you're going to do breathing exercises and it's so powerful to just focus on the breath and release that tension. You'd be amazed at how it can help prepare your body for sleep. 
And in the middle of the day, you can do these exercises too and stretch because if you're ever feeling tense and it's like the afternoon or the morning, it doesn't matter what time of day, you can do some of these breathing techniques and stretches. And I think it will really, really help to ease some of the some of the anxiety and some of the tension. So here are some tips and a takeaway for you when it comes to incorporating this idea of breath and relaxing and making sure we are focusing on the breath whenever we're anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, having trouble sleeping. To sum it all up, I would say, make sure your bedroom is uncluttered, dark, cozy, and comfortable. Establish a good wind down routine like we've talked about in previous episodes this year and have fun creating that relaxing transition to sleep. The third tip is to write down your worries or a journal before bed. Like just if you're really preoccupied and stretching and breathing is not helping get all of those out and release those to God. And the last one is to follow a breathing exercise like I mentioned before. So using the four, seven, eight technique, only counting exhalations, and then some of those stretches that I talked about, the supine twist, using a foam roller and laying flat on your back and hand on your belly and focusing on the breath. And the last bonus breathing exercise I have for you is inspired by an article from the National Sleep Foundation. Lay in bed, relax muscles, notice any tension and consciously relax those spots. Focus on your breath. Breathe deeply from your diaphragm. If it's helpful, put a hand on your lower belly and breathe. It should rise and fall with your breath. It's normal to have your mind wander, but keep gently bringing your attention back to your breath. Smile and even relax the muscles in your face. That's my tip. (laughs) I I do that. And then the National Sleep Foundation recommends this specific final step. Do a scan of your body while you lay down, noticing anywhere you might feel tension in your body. Review the areas of your body starting from the top of your head to your toes, relaxing the tension when you encounter it. As you do this, direct your breath into that area of your body to help you release that tension. After you've scanned your body, return to the simple breathing pattern, continuing to notice your breath and picturing it flowing in and out of your belly. So I hope these tips are helpful to you and that you can try some of them even tonight. Let me know on Facebook or Instagram if these tips were beneficial to you and helped you calm your breath and improve your sleep quality. All right, so we're going to move on to a little segment called My Favorite Things. And for this one, I have two or three that I'd love to share with you. So lately, I've just been feeling a stirring in my heart to return to the basics in every aspect of my life. That's why I've been talking about water and sleep so much because it's like so basic, but it's really not been... 100% for me for a while. So I'm trying to really focus my attention on those two simple goals and then move on to other goals. So simple, right? Simplify. So for me, these basics are like water, sleep, the Bible, prayer, movement, fresh air, and repeat. (laughs) You know what I mean? If I'm being totally honest, some days I've wanted to burn my to-do list and throw away my beloved planner in exasperation and just write on my mirror, raise great kids because... (laughs) I can hardly have time or energy to do anything else. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, things have to get done, but you know what I'm saying. It's intense to raise kids and to do a great job. My friend, Osti Eckley, who has been a guest on the podcast several times, she recently posted on her Instagram, which is at Raising May Babes, that she is feeling pulled into the word of God more deeply than ever before. And that getting up and studying and reading 
the Bible is now her number one priority in how she begins her day. I feel so proud of her for that. And I'm so, I feel like it's just so good that she's sharing that with others. I have felt similarly that I am to narrow my focus, like I said in episode 61 with goals and, and get back to the Bible, just the Bible. Not that reading other books is bad, but often there is just so much information and slightly conflicting opinions of how to live and what to do that we get overwhelmed or confused or have trouble digesting them all at once. Or worse, the Bible gets crowded out by the latest self-help book or even a Christian author advocating some iffy ideas. I'm not naming names, but boy, are they out there. So I've tentatively said no self-helpy type books for me (laughs) in 2019. And I, self-helpy is a word I'm making up right now. You know, or at least limit severely what I'm taking in when it comes to reading. So that's one of my favorite things right now is getting back to basics. And again, like I said, my friend Ostie has been really encouraging in this area too. My other favorite right now is a Brian Regan comedy special on Netflix. It's like 98% clean language and... (laughs) which I feel like is super impressive for a comedian. Oh my word. I watched um, part of this special around Christmas break and I was just dying. I was crying even. (laughs) He was joking about the ridiculous tennis scoring system, like love and then 15 and 40 and all. (laughs) Like he was like, I wonder if anyone walked into the like scoring meeting and was like, you know, I know I'm a little late and maybe you guys have already talked about this, but how about just one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) instead of the weird, anyways, it was, it was great. I'm not doing it justice. You need to watch him because he's way funnier than me. And the other super funny thing that I was really, I like lost it. I had to watch it a couple times is he jokes about the fact that they don't mic people that are asking questions in like a sports interview or a police interview or whatever. So he was doing his impression of a police chief sharing critical information about a crime that just happened. And he's like, it's like this. And he does this. Like you can't understand anything being said by the people asking questions. So a question gets asked. It's totally unintelligible. And then the police chief goes, See, I can't even do it. We don't know how they're all escaping. And then another person asks a question that you cannot understand. And then the the police chief, he goes, yes, we think they're hiding in that neighborhood. It's just like, oh my word. I'm sorry if this is not nearly as funny to you as it is to me. You got to go watch it. Anyways, Brian Regan just cracks me up and I've been realizing how much I need more laughter in my life. So I've been trying to incorporate that and it's been one of my favorite things ever (laughs) we don't know how they're all escaping (laughs) oh man okay Okay, well, let's move on to a listener question. I've had this particular question several times over the past year, so I thought I would tackle it real quick right now. So the listener question is, asked by many of you, how do you get up early? Like how and why, but how do you do it? Okay, so I would preface this by saying, for me right now in the season I'm in, It's not my favorite idea to get up at five, but I just do it for the benefits that I have received and the the way I have to structure my day based on my husband's work schedule and the logistics of getting to the gym. (laughs) Okay, so here's my main three or four tips for getting up early. Set yourself up the night before. Okay, so we've been talking about prioritizing sleep. Obviously, if you're going to get up early, you got to go to bed a little earlier than you are used to. Number two is to have a simple routine that you're going to look forward to, like the Bible, like my friend Ossie was saying, she just gets up and starts with prayer and the Bible and digging in and 
and you can have a cup of coffee, you can have time with your husband, you know, things like that. Something that's simple and awesome. My third tip for you is to stay cozy and comfy. So in this winter season, man, if you've got a fireplace, you gotta, you should have a fire, maybe light a candle and have a blanket. Just stay cozy, comfy. If you have a robe, slippers, whatever it is that's gonna help you really peacefully ease into the day. Like I love watching the fire, cradling my cup of coffee and talking with my husband and then we pray and just do several things that really help us start the day right. And honestly, some days we're so tired, we just sit in peace together. <laughs> and it's before the kids get up. And it's not always this dramatic big thing. It's just a simple practice that really helps us to start the day on the right foot. And my fourth tip is just to keep at it. It's not going to be like you wake up joyfully jumping out of bed like I can't believe it's you know five or six a.m. I'm so ready for the day no that's not how most of us wake up may take a while to establish this habit of getting up early but I promise you it will be worth it the benefits for me include more peace to start my day time with my spouse before the kids are up focus prayer quiet a warmth it eases me into a great morning. It doesn't prevent toddler meltdowns, sibling bickering, or spills, but it does help keep my mind calm and reduces the likelihood of me losing my cool. <laughs> so I will continue to advocate for getting up early. And if you want to reach out and ask any more specific questions, I'd love to coach you, help you, just encourage you, cheer you on. I do not have this perfectly nailed down, but I have made it a habit, which has been a huge victory in my life. Huge. So I'm excited to help anyone who wants to join me in getting up early. All right, well, we've got one more quick segment and this is just a bumblebee moment where it's a moment with our kids that we're like, wow, that's random or funny or I can't believe this just happened. So I'm not gonna get all the details right, but my friend Fiona, who shared this story on Instagram recently, oh my word, she has four beautiful daughters and she's been on the podcast before um, from Aussie Coast to Hawaiian Shores. You should go check out her episodes. They're amazing. But she shared on Instagram that one of her daughters swallowed a penny. <laughs> they had to go to the hospital. Everything's okay. But I just, she showed the x-ray. It's like this glowing spot where there's like a penny. <laughs> and I thought, you know, nothing prepares us for this in life. Like I always thought before I was a mom, like, I got this. I'm a teacher. I took child development classes. <laughs> and you just encounter so much with your kids that you're like, I'm not equipped to handle this. <laughs> and Fiona, it just blessed me. It was so great. <laughs> it was so random. I'm so glad she's okay, of course. I would not share this story if it had a bad ending, but you know what I'm saying. She's all healthy, but like it was so random and so you just have to laugh. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? And um, if you have a bungalow moment, please go ahead and share it with me on an Instagram message, Facebook message, or you can even go to sundayafternoonmama.com and click on share a bungalow moment. And that'll lead you to a really easy page and you can just send me your story. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, um, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. My friend Betsy was saying some of her friends listened to her episode and it's, she was spreading the word amongst her friends and they were enjoying it. And it was so great to hear. Come visit sundayafternoonmama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.